Welcome back to Bob's Fishbowl, a podcast that is completely unbeatable, unless, of course, somehow, some way, one might, oh, I don't know, accidentally beat it. I'm Bob. How you doing over there, Fish B? Perfecto. Since it is Thursday in our world, and we haven't done this in a while, tonight we're going to go with the TBT 17 Qs. Get in touch with our roots. The way this podcast started almost two years ago now, but it was just me, my fishbowl, and 17 random questions in that fishbowl, and that's how we would uh, do the show. It's matured a lot since then, but every now and again, nice to get in touch with our roots. So with that, Fish B, question one, if you don't mind. Number one, do you believe Trump... When he says he doesn't know Lev Parnas. Yeah, Lev. Uh, there's only like a thousand pictures of the two of them together. And he's one of Rudy Giuliani's main homies. And he's, uh, Lev has been on quite the, uh, quite the media circuit before, uh, before we get into uh, the impeachment trial in the Senate. He did an hour with Matto last night. And there's going to be another full hour with Matto tonight. The, the interview was that long. It's over two hours. Uh, also spoke with Anderson Cooper today on CNN. Uh, but long story short, no, I don't believe the president doesn't know this individual because just statistically speaking, and I think this is so sad when you think about it in this post-truth world and our current resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, but honest to goodness, no pun intended, the guy, every time he talks, every time he does anything, he's more likely to lie than to tell the truth. So just statistically speaking, when he says he doesn't know Lev Parnas, what he really means is, of course he knows Lev Parnas. Question two, Fishby. Who's the second best white rapper of all time, the, the second best. I, I assume that means we're just going to go ahead and put Eminem at number one. God, who, so who would be second? I mean, there's the late, great Mac Miller. There's all three Beastie Boys. There's LP, uh, half a run the jewels that I love. Brother Ali is world class. Vinny Paz out of Philadelphia. ASAP Rock is amazing. But I'm going to keep it a little underground. I'm going to say the number two best white rapper of all time, none other than R.A., the Rugged Man. If you don't believe me, go listen to R.A., and uh, I think you'll agree. What's the latest and greatest from the psychiatrist? Well, I've been back to the psychiatrist's office uh, twice since I've been back in town from Florida. And when I went in the first time of, the, of this brand new year, 2020, the most bizarre thing happened at any doctor's office I've ever been to. Uh, at the end of the year, uh, I, had, I had a change up in my insurance and there was going to be some issues with, with, with my new psychiatry place, uh, but I was simply told uh, by, by my doctor, my other doctor's office, and then also the billing department over at the psychiatry office 
that all I needed was an outsider referral provider and or an outside provider referral. Excuse me, I'm not sure what I said before that, but I'm not, I'm not even sure it was English. But an outside provider referral, and then I would. Am I getting too in the weeds here? Are you all right? Okay. So and then I would just pay like thirty dollar copay each time when when I go once a week. But apparently there was some kind of that plan for one reason or another that I don't understand. I don't work in medical billing. Wasn't going to work out. So either I had to pay cash every time I went in or they weren't going to be able to see me or a third option that I had never even heard of at a doctor's office where you have to go every single week for, for expensive treatment. My psychiatrist all year long, is seeing me pro bono. What a blessing that is. I, 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 and at first, and I talked to my psychiatrist about it because she asked me how I felt about it. And I'm like, well, I, I'm not sure how I feel. I, I, feel, I, fe- I feel guilty about it. Uh, are, are you sure that of all the people uh, in this city that... that that, that I would I, I would be the most deserving are, are you sure there aren't uh, other people that, uh, that that perhaps could could benefit more from from a pro bono psychiatrist at, at some at, at a world-class office like this and uh, psychiatrist said she, she, she understood uh, those sentiments but she wanted me to imagine that uh, what if I was? Uh, the most deserving. And what if the office continued to want to treat me and they were nervous that that if they told me I, I couldn't come back there and had to find a new psychiatrist, that I would once again feel kind of abandoned and left behind by the world. And also if I went someplace different, that, um, that my care simply wouldn't be as good. And so the office and the billing department decided, you know what? We're going to see this kid pro bono, which is uh, which is pretty fucking amazing. So that's the latest and greatest from the psychiatrist's office. We also talked quite a bit about and have you seen this online yet? But it's an hour. It's fairly recent. But but it's Lady Gaga and Oprah, just Lady Gaga and Oprah on stage for an hour talking about mental health at an arena in Fort Lauderdale. And it's going to bring us real down in the weeds. But if you ask me about it in the coming days, we can go through it because it's pretty interesting. It has to do with dialectical behavioral therapy, which I don't, I don't want to call a fad. It, it, it's working for many people, but it's, um, it's the hottest trend within uh, within the uh, mental health service industry, or however you want to describe it. So uh, we'll get to that another time, though. What's question four? When's the last time you wore karate pants? I like this question a lot. I wore some karate pants today while I was doing some laundry. They're my laundry pants. When's the last time I wore karate pants in public? Oh, it's probably been three months. I, uh... I was real excited when I got the karate pants and I got the socks to pull. I was real excited when I got it. I, uh, every now and again, I like uh, dressing like a Fruit Loop and just seeing how the world responds to that. Uh, but since, uh, uh, I think a sense of embarrassment and uh, 
and, and maybe just, maybe just a little bit of self-esteem that, that maybe, just maybe, I don't want to look like the biggest jackass wherever I go. It doesn't matter where you go. If you're wearing karate pants, you're basically the biggest jackass there. So I wore them today for laundry, but out in public, it's been a while. How much weight did you gain over Christmas vacation? Yeah, I, uh... I put I put on a little bit of weight, a little bit of weight over Christmas, because usually, uh, 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 for mental health reasons and just just so I feel better, I avoid things like sugar. I avoid caffeine. I, I don't really eat fast food. I try to I try to eat as healthy as I can, and and that's one of the things that, that helps me feel a little better. But all that went out the window come Christmas time. Uh, in the day, in the three days, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas, and the day, and the day after Boxing Day, uh, Kwanzaa, if you prefer, I uh, I downed over a half rack of wild cherry Pepsi to myself, and also had six Cinnabons. I get three, and th- that was just getting started. Uh, then, uh, and then I went to Florida and ate fried chicken. Every single day, and, and, and smoke Gouda, macaroni, and cheese, and oh, just so much good fucking food. Uh, I put on like 15 pounds. I put on 15 pounds. Hold on. I've, I've been weighing myself, though, every single day this week, and he, here's how my weight's going now. I think I was up to like almost fucking 230, which is, uh, for me, is walking around with too much weight. But, I, but I'm weighing myself every day, and then, and then, I, then I write it down in this notebook. On, uh, on the 11th, I was very, very bloated on the 11th. Very bloated, without going into too much detail. Weighed 225 pounds even. How bloated was I on the 11th? On January 12th, 219.6. And I weigh myself at noon every single day. Uh, The following day that we shall not mention, down to 216.2. Then on the 14th, Back to 217.4. Yesterday, 218.2. Getting a little bloated. How bloated? Uh, today, I was down to 215.6. So starting to get back around to my, uh, my normal walking around weight. Question six. J-Lo or Shakira? Now, this is an interesting question. And, of course, these women go together because in, like, Two and a half weeks, they'll be performing together the halftime show of Super Bowl Sunday. Demi Lovato announced we'll be singing the national anthem. That's how I feel about Demi Lovato doing the national anthem. She can wail. I've seen her do the national anthem at other sporting events. She does a fine job. Is it ah, the greatest? No, it's not the greatest. I don't think it's quite Super Bowl worthy, but but whatever, whatever. Let's let's not bag on Demi Lovato. J-Lo or Shakira, both both lovely, both accomplished women. Uh, I look up to them both uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, J-Lo's uh, uh, business acuity and, and tribe, and excuse me, drive uh, to get from when she was a kid and, 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 and a dancer. Just Jenny from the block, you know, and a living color dancer to where she is now is, is real fucking impressive. But so is Shakira. You know, Shakira, the, this Colombian star that taught herself English and came north and fucking dominated for years and years. Uh, I actually sent this question out uh, last uh, football Sunday 
Uh, my friend uh, uh, Patricio down in uh, the greater Phoenix metro, he was watching the game with some friends and so I actually posed this to them. And I told them there was an obvious answer because we were kind of doing some, some either or questions going back and forth. And the resounding answer at this particular gathering that Patricio was at uh, came back J-Lo. Resoundingly J-Lo, which I think is crazy. J-Lo is, is, is a, she, she, she's a very handsome woman, if I can borrow the phrasing of how Dave used to describe Oprah, Letterman, describe Oprah as a very, very, very handsome woman. Uh, but Shakira... Uh, yeah, those, uh, those hips don't lie. I got, uh, that's an easy choice for me and it should be an easy answer for everyone. I'm curious at the Super Bowl because I think they both want to come out of that show with, because they, I mean, I know they're friends, but even friends are competitive. So does one of them want to come out with, with, you know, that's, that's what people are talking about the next day or is it going to be? Or we'll be talking about J-Lo and Shakira together. J-Lo is certainly no stranger to, you know, Versace dresses and other things like that that certainly generate media buzz. Uh, but I hope Shakira, I hope Shakira finds a way to outscandalize maybe multiple wardrobe malfunctions. I'd be, I'd be fine with that. Why did last night's show not pop up on Spotify? You know? I have no fucking clue. And I, and I didn't even notice it till I went to play a playlist today. And then I, I scrolled down on my homepage there and I'm like, wait, that's, that's not last night's show. I'm like, let me make sure that did it show up on Apple podcasts. And yeah, last night's show was there. What was, what was it titled? I don't, I don't remember. It was something about, uh, uh, a ratchet cold play stained vagina. Oh yes, that's it. Uh, so I, I, I have no clue, and which sucks because at least a third, if not more, of the daily Bob's Fishbowl listeners are coming via Spotify. And so when the show doesn't show up on Spotify, I work too fucking hard on these things for the thing not to be on fucking Spotify, right? So I, so I was a little annoyed by that. But if it ever hits 10 p.m. Pacific, and usually they're almost always up before that, but if it ever hits 10 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday, uh, you can check my Twitter to see if something went horribly wrong and, uh, and, uh, and I couldn't show up. I'll, I'll let you know uh, via Twitter, just at Bob Van Dyne. Or, or, or what you should really do is just go to uh, bobsfishbowl.com, even though that's still currently the property of some fucked up law firm out of Canada that just has a Hotmail address. So... Uh, but, but all the new shows are always right there on the homepage. Uh, the way it works is uh, they originate on, on SoundCloud, and then the feed goes to Stitcher and TuneIn and Spotify and Apple and all the other ones. And it was on every other place, every other platform. So the problem is with Spotify, it's not with me. But if it happens again, don't make me get my passport Sweden ready, Spotify. Don't, don't, don't push me. Don't, I'm crazy if my psychologist, uh, psychiatrist, excuse me, will, will vouch for me. But, but I, I, I don't know why. Not my fault. But if it ever hits 10 o'clock at night at Pacific and, and the show's not there, uh, check another platform. Or if you don't have another platform, just go to bobsfishbowl.com and they're all right there on the homepage. 
since you're 49% chick, do you have a, quote, me too story? You know, I don't, I find this question slightly offensive, and I think many women in the audience also are finding this slightly offensive right now. Uh, Because not every woman has a Me Too story, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to diminish anyone's story. I did have something happen to me once that was weird, but, but it wasn't from, again, I think this is different when you're dealing with dudes. And because I'm 51% dude, 49% chick, not the other way around. And I was, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to call anyone out saying I don't want to start any rumors. So let's just say, uh, this for sure happened, uh, east of the Mississippi river. So, so that disqualifies that this situation happened east of the Mississippi river. Uh, but one time one of my coworkers w- w- was, uh, was doing an appearance at a bar and, and I went to go, uh, I went to go support her as, as she was doing her appearance there, ma- making those big appearance radio bucks. Right. And, uh, and then she was, she was fairly festive and, uh, she disappeared for a little bit and then she kind of comes out of like, like behind the bar. She looks, she looks a little, little warm, a little warm, almost said where we were, uh, now she comes out, and, and the first thing she says, she's like, I just fucked the owner of this bar in his office. Like, okay, all right, great. And then she proceeds to give me a big wet kiss on my mouth and kind of grab my crotch region. And at the time, I just, it was, it was someone that, that it, it didn't bother me at all. It was just, I, I, I brushed it off as, as, as just kind of, as just kind of silly and kind of ridiculous and didn't, and she was drunk. I, I didn't think very much of it. Right. Like, like it was, it was fine by me. So it certainly wasn't any kind of, any kind of me too moment. I'm not drawing any kind of equivalent there, but, and again, it wasn't, it wasn't someone that was, what was superior to me or had kind of control over my, my career in any way, shape or form. But like, if I was, if the roles were reversed and I did that to her. That's that's a that's a that's a that's a potential me too situation. I think, not not the worst, not the worst. Probably not worth hitting social media over, but it inappropriate certainly. It was, I mean, it was inappropriate for her. I think it would be, and I don't. Is this sexist to say it in reverse? For me to say that I think it would be even more inappropriate if I did it, even though we were we were colleagues. And again, this happened east of the Mississippi River. So wh- whoever you're thinking that might be, it's not. Don't even don't even waste your time on that. But you know, I promise you that's a true story, as they as they all are, unless it's unless it's obvious that they're not. What's next, Fish B? Question nine. Can you predict the top three finishers in the Iowa caucuses? Can I predict the top three? I mean, no, because every single poll that comes out, you basically have Bernie, Warren, Biden, Mayor Pete in any particular order and all within the margin of error. So so who knows who's going to win? If I had to pick, even though he's going to be back in the Senate as, as a jury for the impeachment trial, I would say Barney, uh, Mayor Pete. Here's what's important to me in the Iowa caucuses. I need my girl Amy Klobuchar 
to come in third, to somehow magically overachieve, exceed expectations, and come in third. But she's going to have a tough time closing strong because like, like Bernie and like Elizabeth Warren, she's also a senator, so she's kind of trapped in D.C. I don't think those uh, events are near as exciting. I don't think those town halls are quite, uh, quite as appealing uh, when the person hosting the town hall is doing it via Skype. Just, just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Question 10. Since you have tuna noodle cas... Oh, excuse me. Since you have the tuna noodle, tuna noodle casserole connection, how good is the new Pearl Jam album Gigaton? Well, uh, yeah, I, I got this question, and, and then I went and looked for the new Pearl Jam album Gigaton, and uh, since I'm currently not in any kind of biz, uh, it doesn't come out till March 27th. I don't have an advanced copy of it. Do, do you have an advanced copy of it? Is it amazing? And I'm candidly, I'm not world's biggest Pearl Jam fan, although as opposed to the Me Too story I shared, which there, 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 there is truth there, uh, uh, here, uh, the inside joke here is, and I'll just explain it real quick. But, uh, when I did, uh, when I worked in Seattle, uh, there was a running joke that every single Wednesday night was tuna noodle casserole night at Eddie Vedder's house. And so every, every Wednesday I would talk about how I'm going. Then every Thursday I would come in with this five to 10 minute soap opera of everyone who attended and how fucking crazy it was and what happened, you know, when tuna noodle casserole goes down at Eddie Vedder's house. Talk about how he has the uh, his house over in West Seattle. I mean, it has stairs, but it also has a fireman's pole if you want to get through the floors a little faster, which I would imagine raises your, uh, raises your home insurance by quite a bit when you put in a, a fireman's pole in addition to stairs. It seems like a great way for someone to get hurt. I'm sounding like my mother. Someone's going to lose an eye. But, uh, you know, it's Eddie Vedder. He's got the cash. Since you're basically a lawyer, is the deaf guy who's suing Pornhub for a lack of closed caption videos gonna win? Now, I hate to correct you here. Perhaps you missed it, but we used to talk how I was, how I was basically a lawyer because I got an A in constitutional law at the prestigious Washington State University in Pullman, Washington. But then come to find out, I was going through some old boxes and actually saw my transcripts. I didn't get an A in constitutional law. I got a B, a B plus, but still a B. And the B doesn't stand for basically a lawyer. So I, uh, I, I struggle with this. I, I, you know, I, I'm sad that I'm not basically a lawyer. That was really heartbreaking when I saw that. But uh, I'm just guessing I'm just throwing out for the good of the group at this point, since uh, I'm basically not a lawyer. Uh, the deaf guy who's suing Pornhub for a lack of closed caption videos is not going to win. I, 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 I don't see how this lawsuit goes anywhere other than the news because it's, you know, it's a, it's a man bites dog story. Does CNN's Erin Burnett need to put her boobs away? Does CNN's Erin... Uh, in a word, 
no. And, and, and Aaron Burnett is, is a beautiful, voluptuous woman, and, and she hosts Out Front uh, Monday through Friday at, at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. And sometimes uh, when, when you first uh, turn on Aaron Burnett at 4 o'clock, the first thing you notice that's out front is just, is, is just, is, I mean, it's just a little bit, just, just a little bit of cleavage from Aaron Burnett. And you know what? If she likes it, if, if, if that's her thing, then I'm absolutely 100% fine with it. If her bosses aren't making her do it, and I'm pretty sure they're not, because I can't imagine Aaron Burnett would put up with that kind of bullshit. And there's no other women on CNN that, that I've seen do anything similar. And and once she kind of gets past the intro, telling you everything that's going to be out front on Aaron Burnett, out front... Then kind of the, the cryon, the uh, the banner at the uh, at the lower third of your uh, television screen there kind kind of covers it up anyway. So it's it's not a big deal. It, it's 2020, even though she started it earlier than that. But yeah, she, I love Erin Burnett. She's fine. You leave her alone, and you leave her boobs alone. And why why can't we talk about about how smart she is and how competent she is and and what a good interview she does and all those other things? Why do we? Because talking about her boobs are more interesting. Ah, I hate that that's true, but you're probably right. Will you go see the film Birds of Prey this opening weekend? Oh, yeah. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Although in the Birds of Prey, I've seen the trailer multiple times now. And uh, she looks great because she's Margot Robbie but not as good as the look she had as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. I'm not going to go opening weekend, but I guarantee I will see it because, as I've said before, I will watch Margot Robbie make sandwiches. That's, that's, I'm a big fan, big fan of her work. I'm trying to get through this movie she has on Terminal, or excuse me, on Hulu, titled Terminal, it's a, it more intended for a British audience. I'm not even sure if it even got released in the States. It's got like Simon Pegg in it. It's got Canadian Mike Myers doing a very kind of a weird character. And uh, it movie's not that great. Like I've started, like I've tried three times to get through it. I've got about a half hour to go and eventually I'll get there. But the thing I love about Margot Robbie more than anything, and, and of course she, she, she's stunning and, and, and a world-class actress. I want to go see Bombshell. I'd like to see that because she's in it. And I'd like to go see uh, Jojo Rabbit, which she's not in, but I've heard the script on Jojo Rabbit. It's just absolutely incredible. So I want to go see that. But uh, now I must... Oh yeah, the thing I love about Margot Robbie more than anything is, is she, she's a businesswoman, too. That, that I, Tanya movie she made, which is great about Tanya Harding, she was the executive producer on that. That movie I was telling you about, Terminal, that's on Hulu right now. I, Tanya's on Hulu, too. But uh, she's the executive producer on that, too. So Margot Robbie, she has her business straightened. It's fucking impressive. Question 15. Almost there. Do you need to apologize to humanity for the title of last night's show? Uh, again, in a word, no. It was, uh, for me, uh, I mean, we occasionally have racy titles. And frankly, in the podcast game, racy titles aren't the worst thing ever. Oftentimes, just a racy title alone, and, and you can kind of see uh, the numbers click up and 
Um, whether those two things are related, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but but my my hunches says uh, says yeah, try to try to give the thing a decent title. And kind of also, I want people with, when they go through and they scroll through all the chapters that uh, they're like, yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, but again, what was last night's again? Ratchet, cold play stain vagina. Yeah, that was. Um, that's. Uh, I can see the line from there. I can. I can see the line. But uh, no, we didn't cross it. So no, we're not apologizing, especially since the vagina in question belongs to Gwyneth Paltrow. As soon as she apologizes to Earth for being her, I'll apologize for the show. I'll make. Uh, I'll make you that deal. Question sixteen. Yo, it's me, Fish B. What's the story behind your new tattoo? Come on, Fish B. Come on. That's uh. Yeah, I got, I got, I got, a, I got a new tattoo like, uh, like last Friday. It's uh, it's personal. It, I don't. It's, it's a black rose. It's on my forearm. It, it's uh, it, it's not the most original piece I, I've ever gotten. I've, I've seen uh, more than one person with. With a black rose tattoo. It means something to me. But can I tell you about the lovely human being that uh, that gave me the tattoo? Because sometimes tattoo artists just uh, just make me laugh. Like a year and a half ago, when my uh, when my daughter of uh, Viana was here, and uh, uh, we went and got tattoos together. Some real some real dad daughter bonding, doing it doing it our style. And uh, and the guy that did her tattoo. Had had the worst face tattoo I've ever seen. It was like a jailhouse tattoo of like the state of California that covered like a third of his face. It like started on his forehead, went over an eye, across his nose, and fi- and finished like right beside his mouth. The state of California. Uh, but the person that did it this time, uh, uh, imagine imagine this look. Uh, and and I'm not sure what pronoun this individual prefers although i'm fairly confident in saying they were born male but 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 who knows i'm not, I'm not trying to, to to be offensive i'm actually trying to be to be to be sensitive about this but um they were wearing uh these uh th- these knee-high uh black boots and then and then <laughs> uh these skin-tight uh, pajama jeans, like like with pockets, but but I could tell they were pajama jeans. And then and then I don't recall uh, the top, uh, but I do recall some pink eye makeup, and then and then like these big purple sparkly like like gauge earrings. But but the tattoo on 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 their face was because you're just not tattooing for a living unless you got a great face tattoo in Spokangelos, apparently. Uh it was it was like a lattice iron cross that went from the top of their forehead all the way down across the nose over like 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 the top of the lip there down to the bottom of the chin and then the cross part went from temple across the nose underneath the eyes to the other temple and then that again the, the compliment that gave to the to, to the eye makeup was was certainly impressive but the tattoo is, uh, it's personal. Oh, here we are. Last question. Question 17. Uh, even back in the day, or I guess not when we first started, but, but not too far after we got into the show, the last question always belonged to, 
Isaiah the Tiny Player, our nine-year-old executive producer. And that was how we know when we got to the last question, because the last question was, was always Isaiah's. Uh, Isaiah writes, why is see you next Tuesday word, or excuse me, why is the see you next Tuesday word? I don't have to say it out loud, do I? Why is it the second worst word in the English language? I'll go ahead and say it, cunt. Uh, why, why is it the second? I, I, know, I know what number one is. That's, that's, that's a racist thing. Why is it the second worst word in the English language? I don't know, honestly. I, I, I have no clue why that's so offensive to so many people. I, I, I don't know if it's, if it's one of those words that's just like nails on a chalkboard. But I know I watch a, a lot of British entertainment and, and uh, people will often be described like as fucking twats. And, and I don't, and, and to me, so calling someone a fucking twat is, is is not any worse than or any better than, than calling them uh, a cunt. Um, so I, the answer is, and I apologize here. I I don't know, which is something I I you know sometimes we have to say on this show. I, I try to avoid it since the the name of the game is is me trying to to answer the questions from Fish B there. Uh, although I remember when, when I was even, when I was even younger than my nine-year-old son, when I was like seven, maybe eight years old, and this was, this was just the kind of difficult kid that I was. But I remember one time trying, trying to have a conversation with my grandma, who's now, you know, you know her, you love her. She's 93. Um, but I was trying to explain, and even, even that young, like I was, I was just second guessing everything that anyone tried to tell me. Like, I, I, you know, church made no sense. I would go to church. I'm like, this story is ridiculous. This story makes, like, you all believe this? Like, this makes no sense to anyone. But also what made no sense to me, I'm like, you're telling me, like, like the concept of swearing just struck me as ridiculous because in my eight-year-old mind, I'm like, you're telling me that, 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 that there's sounds that I make with my mouth and, 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 and just these sounds, like they're completely inappropriate. Like, like, I don't, that didn't quite compute. It does more now because they're not just sounds. They're, they're sounds that, ha that have meanings and connotations. And so I understand it a little more, but the, I, I do still kind of lean back towards that opinion that the notion that there, there's certain sounds with your mouth, but but then I think about the ugliest word in the English language. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not just a sound you make with your mouth. That's a, you know, that's fucking hate speech. So is that a rap fish bee? Do we have a, the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego slash the finale? No, we're just going to call it good. I'm, I'm down with that. I'm, uh, I, I like your style tonight, fish bee. That was uh, our throwback Thursday. 17 questions. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, no angry Bob the music critic. Let's uh, let, let's get let's let, let's dial in what we're doing here. So I I think this is what chapter three ninety three. So tomorrow will be three ninety four. And again, if it doesn't show up uh, by ten o'clock, where I usually get the show, uh, go to go go to SoundCloud or go to Bob'sFishbowl.com, and 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 the new show will will always be there since uh, SoundCloud is where uh, where the podcast originates from. So till manana. Uh, I love you. You be safe out there. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. Adios, amigo.